Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stella and Dot Family Brands, and this is my brand new podcast, Self Made. Hey guys, I'm so excited for our guest for this episode of Self Made, and I know you are going to be too because this topic, strong body, strong mind, is always the most listened to, most requested topic because what do we all have in common? The desire to take care of our bodies so that we can feel strong and able to go out and do whatever else we want to do and show up with confidence and energy in all the right ways. And I have to tell you, in my quest, like most women, from starting on an insane like cabbage soup diet in high school to discovering every other form of personal torture, like thinking it was good if I just did aerobics and ate frozen yogurt, I went on a journey and finally became healthy. And I can tell you as an expert buyer and reader of any kind of nutrition book, Kelly Levesque, our guest, she wrote my absolute favorite. You must go out and get it as well as her brand new book that you can actually pre-order today on Amazon is coming. And I'll tell you why, because it is sane people. It is not insane. It is not this madness of don't eat this food group or don't do this. It is just a way called body love. Okay. So right there, does that tell you you're going to love Kelly because she's going to help you with her simple tips, love your body. And I'm so excited for her to share her story, a little bit about her nutrition and some tips for you. So Kelly, welcome to self-made. Jess, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here. I look up to you and what you've built so much. And I am just looking to help all of your listeners as much as I can. So oh, you're so nice, Kelly. And I'm I feel so lucky because I actually got to meet you in person and got to get a health coaching session from you. And you are this big celebrity health coach in LA. You're a wellness expert and a holistic nutritionist. But how did you get into this line of work? Well, I've always loved health and nutrition since I was in high school, and I definitely went down the diet rabbit hole just like you. I read Atkins, South Beach, sort of became obsessed with that stuff. Um, didn't really think it could be a career path. Uh, becoming a res- registered dietitian um, or you know, going into pre-med really wasn't something that my family members did. So I was business finance, but then called my dad senior year going, go, uh, going into senior year at USC in tears. Like I should have been pre-med. I love all my science classes. I'm taking senior year. And he said, find a way to work it out in business. And I ended up in an eight year career in cancer and genetics. So every single, yeah, every single day I was actually looking and reading new research coming out of PubMed and explaining it to oncologists and really making the newest technology available to them. So as you can imagine, a doctor will graduate, and then the way that they get um, in touch with and start to use new technologies available to them is via conferences and sales reps and trainers and the companies that provide these products. So I worked for um, a subsidiary of the Netherlands Cancer Institute, and what we did is we provided uh, molecular subtyping which really just means we took the genes of the tumor inside of someone and said, based on these genes, this type of chemotherapy or treatment will work for you. And that's targeted treatment. And what that does is it, it really, really diminishes all the side effects that you would see of you know, excess amounts of chemotherapy. So what we used to do in the past was just dump a bunch of chemo on someone. 
and the side effects were horrendous. And now with genetics, we can really start to target and pinpoint um, those uh, feeding pathways and really shut them down so that you have efficacious treatments, which was really cool. And I obviously geek out about it and I get really excited about it. But what it taught me in eight years was really how to dive into the research. So I had been diving into the nutrition side of things for basically my entire career, always thinking I had to go back and I had to go back to school and I, and I had to start helping people. So that's what I did in 2011 to 2012. I went back to school for nutrition um, and holistic health coaching and started Be Well by Kelly as a side hustle. So I side hustled it until September of 2015. So a little longer than I probably should have. Um, but I like to say I jumped off a curb instead of a cliff. And I love that. And that's history good advice for an entrepreneur. I mean, I love that you did that. First of all, I want to underscore a few things that you said. One, I think one of the reasons why when I read your book, I was like, I have to meet this woman. This is so legit. One, because of the uh, idea of loving yourself and being sane. And then two, it's so science-based. It's so fact-based. So you geeking out about nutrition is just hugely helpful in your book because it isn't some kind of crazy fad. It is a way to live. And But let's go back to that moment where you jumped off the curve and you were doing a side hustle. Was anyone telling you, what are you doing? Don't do this. How are you going to make a living at this? I mean, did you have moments where you had to just overcome that fear of doing a total career switch? Every single person in my life was discouraging this process. <laughs> the naysayers like, are so abundant. <laughs> what were they telling yeah, you? Yeah, every first? single person. So my, my dad was, um, and it's funny because my, my parents are entrepreneurs. My dad has been an entrepreneur my whole life, but his dad always wanted him to be in a professional career. So my dad raised me to, you know, graduate and go have a big professional career, which I did. You know, you have the 401k and you have the company car and you're wearing a suit to work every day um, or scrubs. But he was like, what are you doing? You have this amazing career. You, you're managing, you know, all of these uh, other sales reps. You cover eight states, like you're being recognized in your company. But it, you know, it was funny. I'm like, dad, I can go be bigger, better and help more people in this other space. And, and everyone who's working for this company has got this. And the same, like my husband wanted me, Chris wanted me to follow my dreams. But when it came down to me saying, okay, I'm really going to quit my job now. It it was scary. I think it's just scary for everybody because they, they're not sure, you know, they're worried about like, how are, how are you going to get your next client? Will the phone ring? How are you going to make a living out of this? You're taking basically a salary and becoming an hourly employee. But what I've always known from having a career in like sort of the sales side and training side of cancer into having, you know, this career now is that you eat what you kill always. Even if you are salaried, it's always the, you know, how, how you can help people and, and the work that you put in and the effort and putting your head down and driving for it, if you want it, it's like the passion behind it was already there. So I wasn't as afraid. I mean, were there days where I thought to myself, I, this is so great. And then the next day I'm like, what am I doing? Absolutely. But because I didn't take such a leap of faith and because I did have clients and I, um, you know, and I did have, my phone was ringing. I didn't feel as scared to leave. And I had big plans. I had already thought I needed to reach out to book agents. I needed to get, you know, sort of like share my philosophy and get it out there to the mass public. I thought to myself, I needed to have product. 
still haven't had, still don't have product yet, but there's, uh, there's some collaborations that I've done and there's things in the pipeline, which I'm excited about. I think what we all think is things are going to happen overnight. Um, and they say, what do they say? The, the overnight success is actually like five or 10 years in the making. Um, yeah. so I, you know, I'm not really worried about the timeline. I'm just taking those baby steps to get there. And that's sort of how I've approached this whole career is I do look back now and I'm like, wow, 2015 was a while ago. And when I decided, just made that decision to go Not back to school, really, though. It's only 2019. And look at you. You're a mega influencer in health. You've put out a national bestseller. You've got another book on the way. You had nine months ago, a beautiful baby boy. So you've done this all <laughs> while, like being married, having a baby. Like that's actually really remarkable. So step back for a minute, because I think that is pretty badass. <laughs> Thank amazingly you. quick. Thank you. I, I do love that you time. have this theme. You yeah. have this dream, you have this vision, you work really hard and you made it happen. I mean, you're also a certified yoga instructor and you, you did all these things that are so passion driven. So I want to ask you questions because I'm sure everyone's dying to know like what is in that book? What is your philosophy? But I want you to know all your hard work has made a huge impact. So my daughter is 15 and I made her read your book. Like it was required reading because I feel like how you feel about your body impacts your confidence. How you feel about your confidence impacts what you can accomplish in the world. I think it's so important, the work that you do. So tell me what you're geeking out about nutrition and the philosophy you developed and put into this book. Give us the basics of the four-step food freedom program. Sure. Um, so what I wanted was the antithesis of, the, of a diet. Every single time I went out and tried to do a diet, I had my eat and do not eat list, and I ultimately end up failing and feeling bad about myself. And I was allowing my food choices to affect my body confidence and to affect what I put on my plate. It was really, I put all this energy and focus into the things I needed to deprive or pull away or restrict instead of really fueling, like, where am I getting my nourishment and what does my body need? I also felt like everything was really strict. It didn't give me a light enough structure to get out there and have some food freedom, meaning can I go to dinner with my girlfriends? Can I go on a hot date night with my husband? Is Are my vacations and holidays going to cause stress and anxiety or am I going to look forward to them? And how do I create a lifestyle where that is the goal? And so what I did was I said, what does the body need? Not what are we ripping and pulling away and what's going to make us like toxic, you know, fat or or depressed. Instead, I said, like, what do we need? And the basics is what I developed. It's called the Fab Four, and it's four basic categories. Protein, fat, fiber, and greens. So starting with protein, your body needs essential amino acids. Protein really regulates hunger hormones. What I wanted for my clients when they ate the Fab Four was that they felt full, calm, and that their blood sugar was balanced. So with every single piece of this, you know, fab four approach in each category, it's supporting you to regulate hunger hormones, balance your blood sugar and, and really fuel your body. So you, you absolutely need to get protein from food, whether you're vegan, paleo, keto, whole 30, you name it, doesn't matter. You need protein from food, essential amino acids. And there are certain things that you can add like, uh, collagen, which is going to increase the synthesis of collagen in your body really cool things like that. But we, we, we are always looking for protein. So we just look at our plate and say, okay, well, where's the protein? That might be salmon. That might be grass-fed beef. That might be chicken. It might be eggs. You might um, you know, choose to use a protein powder like a collagen, or if you 
eat dairy, you might choose to have like a Greek yogurt. You can really find protein on your plate in a number of different ways. Next is a healthy form of fat. And we need fat because not only does it slow down the digestion of our food, making it last longer, it, along, it blunts our blood sugar response. So instead of our blood sugar spiking up really, really high and crashing down hard, which causes more cravings, it slows the digestion of that meal. It really makes us feel full. We release these satiety hormones, meaning like I always tell my clients, it's like I'm wrapping you in a blanket after you eat. It, it really, you feel calm and relaxed and fueled. And fat is absolutely necessary to absorb fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin E, all of your fat-soluble uh, uh, antioxidants. So it's just like paramount for health. And I, it, it just destroys me that for years, like fat was the enemy because of its caloric load. When really what we see when, when people add fat back into their diet is uh, they're full for longer. And they do less snacking. And what is when people are snacking, most of the time it's processed foods and the quick things on the go that actually contain more processed carbohydrates and sugar than any other type of food. So I'm always looking to support my clients to eat meals and feel full at those meals so they aren't craving, they aren't crashing, and they feel good. Um, and you have to have essential fatty acids like omega-3, omega-6. These are examples of, of fats you need, um, that you need to get from your food. And then for the fiber and greens piece, this is your vegetables. So I'm looking for any way to get added fiber and leafy greens on your plate. Is it broccoli? Is it kale and spinach, romaine? All of these are going to feed your microbiome, which is that probiotic bacteria that everyone talks about that lives inside your gut. And that's what decreases inflammation. That's what protects your body from the outside world. So if you think about the inside of your colon or your intestines, it's, I like to say it's like a beautiful, thin, delicate wood floor and it can become inflamed. It can become scratched up and, and sort of hurt or broken down. Um, if we don't have a beautiful shag rug over it and that shag rug is all that probiotic bacteria, it really is protecting your body your intestines and it's protecting the inside of your body. It's um, from you know toxins that we eat or anything like that. So the more that we actually are just fueling and feeding that bacteria, the more it continues to proliferate and sort of like replenishes itself and uh, protects us from the outside world. So I love to think about like how instead, how can I always think to support myself and eat the fab four so that I'm feeling full and that, you know, my body is getting the nourishment it needs to do all of these really big things that we want to do. I do work with so many awesome women. A majority of my clients are women. I have amazing businesses. They, you know, have families they are required to work, you know, 14 hour days between like being a mom and running their business or their onset. And it's like, if you want to have these big lives, you have to fuel that way. And so this is just a simple, easy reminder of like, what can you put on your plate? And if someone says, Kelly, I don't like salmon, that's fine. You don't have to eat salmon to feel healthy and you shouldn't feel bad if you don't want to eat it. So it's really just looking at your life and creating your own lifestyle with this sort of light structure. And what ends up happening is people just end up feeling good about themselves. They get up from a meal and instead of thinking they should have ordered something else, they think, wow, I'm really proud of myself. Like, I decided to order a side of broccoli or I got to start a salad and I increased the nutrition on my plate. They end up snacking less. Their body sort of res um, can respond in a body composition way. They might, 
you know, we see, I see a lot of like uh, waist size shrinking and um, less cravings and clearer, brighter skin and all kinds of stuff like that. It really is like so rewarding because I think it's something that anyone can do because they're building their own lifestyle. They're taking ownership over what they like to eat and finding those healthy things on their plate. And so tell me more about the Fab Four. So if someone's listening to this, and one, they should just get the book because this is in there, there and go to your website and because there are recipes and examples. But it, are you supposed to eat the Fab Four in every single meal, like three times a day? Because there's a lot of philosophies out there around, you know, seven tiny meals or three mm -hmm, meals yeah. or intermittent fasting or is it like over the balance of the day or how do you spread it out no yeah we're looking for the fab four at every single meal and the reason for that is you have over eight hunger hormones in your body that are constantly screaming at you to eat so for example if your meal i feel doesn't... like mine are constantly screaming at me to eat <laughs> yeah it is we all and feel that way. right and there's only so much willpower you're going to have if you're going to start a new diet or a plan or try to do something aggressive, the more aggressive it is, the, the, the shorter that expiration date away is, right? It's going, you want something to be sustainable and you want to look at the diets and fads that come out as tools. So what I always say is fab four is your light structure. That's your skeleton. I want you to look for those things at every single meal because that's giving you the best outcome of feeling full for four to six hours. And the old research used to say that the best way to balance your blood sugar was to eat five to six small meals a day. And in theory, like the science behind that makes sense because the majority of what people are eating in um, what we call the sad American diet is a lot of processed carbohydrates, a lot of sugar, and our blood sugar goes up for about 90 minutes and it crashes for about 90 minutes. So we start to, sort of start to feel like junk at the bottom of that three hour and they're like, oh, well, I have a plan for you. We'll just give you a little bit, another, yeah, like a little bit more food and we'll just bring your blood sugar back up. But taking a step back from that, your body is always trying to maintain homeostasis or this very balanced state. And it's a lot easier and less aging on your body to support your body by not letting your blood sugar jack up really high and crash down really hard because what you're doing every single time you spike up really high say you decided to have a stack of pancakes for breakfast with some maple syrup, both of those things are going to break down to blood sugar. Your blood sugar is going to spike up really high and it's going to crash down. And as you're crashing, what your body wants is it wants more sugar to come back up. So you're going to start craving more carbohydrates. But on top of that, the hormone insulin is a fat storage hormone. It tells your body to absorb what you're eating into cells. So some of it is stored as fuel, right? Carbohydrates can be stored as glycogen. If you were ever an athlete, this was carbo-loading. Your body will pull that sugar into your liver and into your muscles, and you'll use them, at a, use them in a workout. But if your liver and your muscles are full, then it's actually overloading your liver, and your liver is being told, this carbohydrate needs to become a triglyceride or fat and be stored because we're not going to use it. And we've already filled up our gas tanks, meaning our liver and our muscles. And so we need to throw it in the trunk. And what we see is that <laughs> they're stunk in the trunk. People are yeah, in the trunk. Okay. That's not a good idea. Dumping a bunch of stuff in the trunk. And so instead of saying like, oh, I don't want you to have sugar, I don't want you to have carbohydrates. If I just say, I want you to focus on these other things, protein, fat, fiber, and leafy greens, those things 
do not cause aggressive spikes in blood sugar. They fuel you and regulate those eight hunger hormones. A great example is um, neuropeptide Y. That's a hormone in your body that if you are not eating protein, it will scream at you to eat sugar. And another example would be a hormone called CCK. If you're not filling your stomach and physically stretching your stomach with the food you're eating, there is that hormone CCK is it's not being released. And that's a satiety hormone. It's going to make you feel full. And that stretch receptor also is being when you have, when you eat something that has fiber and weight to it. A good example would be, are you having a thick smoothie or are you having a green juice, right? A green juice is going to go right through you. It's not going to put weight in your stomach versus if you're having the fab four, there's some protein in there, some fat, some fiber, it's thick. It puts weight in your stomach and it stretches those the, the stretch receptors of your stomach and shuts down the hunger hormone ghrelin. And ghrelin is a hunger hormone that literally makes you want to snack and graze all day long. Like I say, it's the gorilla hormone. You just like, keep going. You're like more leaves, please. So it's I'll take more. So yeah. You're really advocating then for it. Eat every four to six hours. So it's basically three meals a day, no snacking, please. And just eat the right things mm-hmm. so that you're not hungry. And you talk a lot about in your book, which you just mentioned that thick smoothie. And this was, I love this part of you telling me to do this and me getting it from you and the book, which is like, I get to add almond butter to my delicious smoothie or avocado or it's amazing what you can throw in there. And it actually does not taste like kale. It tastes delicious. And you've got all kinds of amazing recipes, like the mint chocolate chip one, because I could put some cocoa stuff on top and sea salt. And it just, it really is a blended meal. And you are so much more full than if you ever did a juice cleanse. So how do you feel then about about the fads of a juice cleanse or intermittent fasting? Because that's so popular right now, right? Intermittent fasting and keto. Are you for or against? Like, how does that fit with the fab four? Well, so I I love the science of, of all of it. So it what I do is I always take a step back and like, let's take it all the way back to when juice cleansing was cool. Juicing greens and drinking them immediately after you're juicing them is a great way to get all of the phytochemicals present in leafy greens to get a dose of enzymes, you know, from that plant because they haven't, it hasn't been sitting on the shelf for hours or days. It's a great way to hydrate. Um, So when I think about a green, like the celery juice thing that's sort of taken off or the green juices from a couple years ago, that the idea of waking up and having that, it's sort of like an electrolyte mineral antioxidant drink. I have no problem with that. But what it turned into is a sugar bomb. You're having beets and carrots and apples and uh, they're non-organic and they're being pasteurize and they're sitting on the shelves for two days and then they're selling them to you for nine bucks at Whole Foods. And to me, I look at that and I'm like, oh, that's just a sugar bomb. I turn that around. I look at the nutrition facts. The carbohydrates say, you know, 22 per per serving for the bottle. And I'm sure the bottle is like, oh, it's one and a half servings because you're not going to sit down and drink that in one sitting, right? This is ridiculous. And, And you look at that and you go, okay, so it's over 30 grams of carbohydrates. What's the fiber? Oh, there's no fiber because it's juice. We left all the fiber in the juicer. And so that's going to hit my bloodstream immediately, jack my blood sugar to the, to the sky. I'm going to release a bunch of insulin and insulin 
the faster we that sugar hits your bloodstream, the more your body releases a ton of insulin. And insulin can last in your bloodstream for anywhere from four to six hours. People with insulin resistance, that's eight hours. You're not burning fat that whole time. Your body is being told hormonally to store. And so I look at this and I go, oh, someone started their day with a, an apple green juice. And then they had a, quine, a big, huge quinoa bowl for lunch and wine and pizza for dinner. Hormonally, if their insulin's lasting four to six hours, their breakfast is shutting down all their fat burning till lunch. Lunch is shutting down all their fat burning till dinner. Dinner is shutting down all their fat burning until, you know, five or six in the morning. And then they get two hours of insulin, you know, lowered insulin, fat burning, where we are actually using what we've stored on our body. So it's, it's, that's not a benefit. Like you're, you're just drinking sugar. And so we, we just have to look at these fads and go like, does it make sense? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my body? And how is that going to affect my, the rest of my choices? You know, there are amazing companies that'll send me. Not, I've not juice cleansed ever since I read that, but there are good ones out there. Is that what you're going to tell us? I was going to say like, it's, it's sort of one of those things is I, I, it's not that I would never have a, a juice and it's not that I, it's the same with kombucha. Kombucha, it, it's like when someone says they're having a kombucha to get probiotics, that's like I'm telling you I'm drinking Coca-Cola to hydrate. <laughs> okay. So it's not the best. It's not the best. If you want to have a kombucha, own it. Like there's a bunch of sugar in there and it's fun and it's sort of bubbly and there's uh, the greatest time to have a kombucha would be like, okay, Chris is getting an IPA. We're going to watch the Lakers. And he grabs me a kombucha because I feel like that ginger kombucha sounds like fun. But I'm not going to turn around and say that I'm drinking it every day to like help my gut health. Improve your health. Yeah, that's not doing it. So then what about intermittent fasting? Because you talked about these windows in which your body is burning fat. And I, everybody, I mean, to me, I would be like, oh, I want more than two hours. Like, how do we increase that time? And in theory, that's the idea behind intermittent fasting, right? And your body vacuuming out all these cancerous cells. Like when you read it, it sounds really compelling, but you advocate for actually eating breakfast. So what is, what is your thought on what you like about that or not? I love that there's awesome science behind intermittent fasting and there's great science behind elongated fasting. Like out of USC, Dr. Longo does, um, you know, he has a lot of research on a four day, a four day full water fast. And, and that's where we see that apoptosis where your body does goes through program cell death to kill cancer cells and cleanse the body. And really, really, it, it's kind of going in and cleansing everything that it needs to cleanse, meaning like killing and breaking down old cells and rebuilding those cells. And we, re, we rebuild those cells when we refeed. So that four-day window was shown to, to get your body to a place where you've used up all the stored energy and you start really breaking down old cells. And then when you refeed, you rebuild those cells. It's a really, a really beautiful process and something that I, um, you know, with some of my clients will have taken them away and done that with them for four days in a very uh, strategic way, just sort of for the brain and body benefits. Not, this is not to get anyone ready for a role. This is really strategic around brain health and body health. Okay. I was thinking like skipping breakfast. There's no way I'm not eating for four days. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> like well, that's an extreme one that, that like so few people, right. I think could have the willpower to do. And like that's, most people are yeah. doing that, like skip breakfast. What do you think yeah. of that? 
So that the, the four day fast is where all of the research comes from though. And that's where all the science mm-hmm. comes from. And so when we start to look at skipping meals, here's what I have to say. I, what, what you're doing is you're shrinking your feeding window. And what that means is all of those hormones that are related to digestion, like insulin are all happening in a smaller period of time. So then when you intermittent fast and you're not eating, that insulin can come down and your body can become what we call metabolically flexible, meaning you're not only are you able to burn sugar, you're able to burn fat. And um, and it really is good for insulin sensitivity. So it increases insulin sensitivity, meaning when you do have carbohydrates, your, your muscles do a really good job sucking them in and making sure they're being it's being used for fuel. Um, so there are some benefits there and I'm fine with someone wanting to intermittent fast and if, if they use the fab four or not. And my suggestion though, is I like eating breakfast. I don't mind if it's between, if you're having your smoothie or like eggs, avocado and veggies or whatever your fab four version of breakfast looks like between 6am and 10am say, but I don't mm-hmm. like when people wait till two in the afternoon because what I've seen in my practice is that I see people overeating when it comes to 2 p.m. They're overeating and they're eating late. So we're e- they're eating between two and eight or two and 10. But they're, they're eating more because they're starving. And they're eating more because they're, yeah, they're trying to make up for it. Their body's making up for it. So I'd rather you eat, like wake up, wait a few hours, eat breakfast, start your clock, go the, go six to eight hour, you know, eat for six to eight hours and then shut it down. I'd much rather you eat dinner like my grandpa and grandma and finish at five or four. The bluebird special. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better idea. It's a way better idea because two, a couple of reasons. Um, all of the research says that an earlier dinner is going to get better weight loss, lower insulin levels, better glymphatic, which is your brain cleansing. And it's, it's, it's a lymphatic system for the brain. It's a cl- the cleansing of the brain. All of that happens when we sleep. And so when you're derailing those processes because your body is forced to digest a late dinner, you're not getting those benefits. So it's much better for you to have dinner earlier, digest it completely. And that sort of is starting your fast. Then wake up when you eat couple ways to sync your circadian rhythm is one, get outside, look at the sun, light, right? We've all heard that like, if we're on our phones late at night, we're not producing melatonin and it's causing a circadian mismatch or it's causing us to have a hard, you know, to really affect our circadian rhythm. Well, another way to sync circadian rhythm is with food. Like our bodies know when the day is by when we eat. And so you can see it with little kids all the time. If, if I wake up and I feed Sebastian at four in the morning for two or three days in a row, he's going to wake up at four in the morning. And he thinks it's party time. It's party. Let's eat. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up your little cutie because I think when you describe this light structure, which I love the concept of that because then you get your own choices. It's reasonable. It sounds sane. Like you just know that this sounds like a good idea, but, and, and also it's very much working for you. I want you to know that. So Kelly and I share the same um, book agent. And when she was going to introduce me to Kelly, she said, I just want you to know she's very glowy, but she's very glowy. <laughs> how do she describe you? <laughs> because, and it's true. You talked about how the way you eat really impacts your hair and your clear glowing skin and your overall appearance, you know, in addition to, you know, less joint pain and all that. But Kelly, it's seriously, it works for you. You are absolutely glowy. But you. you just talked about when light, when you become a mom 
And it sounds great to make these meals when you like have your life is together and you're being planful and you're not up at like four o'clock in the morning. So you're not exhausted. But how do you like, does there get to be like an 80% of the time or 90% of the time rule where like, if you do this, you know, six out of seven days, it works, but is there room for chocolate and wine and like eating your kids leftover mac and cheese every now and then? Like how on track do you have to be? Because it's, life can be kind of hard when you're tired and certainly becoming a mom, like steps that up big time. Yeah, no, I, I, I nothing is a hundred percent. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here and people who have followed me or know me personally or worked with me. A lot of my clients are sometimes more strict than I am. And I try to pull them back and give them a little bit of flexibility so that they don't go all in and then feel horrible about themselves and end up binging their binging for two weeks. Like you have to have the flexibility and then you have to have those triggers and cues to get yourself back on track and that have that fab four again. And trust me, I mean, you get it because you've had children. Like the minute you have a child, all of your resources go to them and you're like me eat. No, I'm fine. Like, but you really need to take care of yourself and while you're taking care of someone else, right? It's like put my air, my oxygen mask on before I put his oxygen mask on. And so I, I have to have dark chocolate. I drink wine and I just try to make elevated choices and people say, Oh, well, elevated choices is going to cost more. But if you're having it a little bit less, I'd rather spend a little bit more. And there are places like thrive market and dry farm wines are both great resources for biodynamic organic wines wines are you know highly pesticide covered food and they add fructose to wines which can actually make the weight gain happen faster and it's harder on your liver so if you're making the choice to you know get a box of of wine sent to you from thrive market or even at trader joe's there's uh, an organic biodynamic session section and some of the wines are six bucks but making that choice a little less often is better for you in the long run it's healthier and you're not going to have the side effects that you would normally have from drinking too much wine but just having that around is great because you're 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 able to make those healthier choices same with chocolate i mean you can i can look at two chocolate bars and I'm making the choice to maybe have the good chocolate company or Chalk Zero or Lilies. If you've seen Lilies, they're using a stevia. I have all of those. I love yeah. them. They're using stevia or erythritol or monk fruit. And these sweeteners are natural sweeteners, not chemical sweeteners from plants that allow it to taste sweet without that double hit of sugar. So knowing that uh, chocolate itself without the sugar is going to contain some carbohydrates, meaning you're going to spike your blood sugar a little bit with that. Adding a whole bunch of cane sh um, sugar or maple syrup or honey to that, you're sort of doubling down. Well, you can get away with having it twice as often if you're choosing a chocolate that has these other sweeteners in it because you're not having that effect on blood sugar. So chocolate's a I mean, if I couldn't have chocolate, that'd be a deal breaker for me. I have to be able to me have chocolate. Me too. I have to have chocolate. Yeah. It's not every really now and then a vodka soda. Like, yeah. Not a lot, but sometimes. So yeah, well, I love that there's a little bit of, uh, that's part of the loose structure is being able to give that to yourself, you know, once a week or just yeah. something reasonable. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? It's, it's really about where we're starting from. Like so many times I'll sit down with a client who entertains a lot and has client dinners or is a big social schedule and they go out four or five nights a week 
And then, you know, me asking them to drink once a week might be a little bit unrealistic from where they are. So we always are pushing for those goals. You wouldn't say, oh, just, just go out tomorrow and run a marathon. Like, no, there's a training schedule here that gets you confident around running. We run a mile, then we run three, then we run five. And so when I consult with someone, I'm looking at their life and going like, how much can I push this person where to the point where they feel successful and can get some of their own momentum behind them versus I don't want to break you. And that's the problem I think with a lot of diets that are really strict or things that require a lot is that you only have the mental willpower in such an emotional space. Food is so emotional. Like we're breaking bread at holidays and we're celebrating with wine or like birthdays. And to just, you can't just totally unravel that without it affecting your, your tribal life, like your, your relationships and the way that you operate. So we, we really just try to find the low hanging fruit and make changes there, get you confident behind how you feel, let you have that flexibility. And, you know, the interesting thing is in my next book, I have a chapter called the not so fab four. And in that chapter, I'm going to talk about how do you have chocolate? How do you have wine? Like, how are you having carbohydrates? How are you choosing things like bread or tortillas or chips by just educating you on what to look for on the nutrition label. So, I am so excited to hear about that. I am getting that, but what's the name of your next book? Body Love Every Day. Okay. Body Love Every Day. You can actually pre-order it right now. I cannot wait to get it because I basically want to know how I can have not so fast for sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like that right there is motivation to purchase. And, I, and we're actually going to give away a pre-release copy because I'd love for all of you to share this. I really feel like for women, learning to love their body, stopping the insanity is such an important element of thriving in life. But I want Kelly's message. I think you're the greatest health coach and you have so much content on your website. Follow her on Instagram for sure, which is Be Well by Kelly, right? Have I got that yeah, right? You got it. And because then you just get this daily dose of inspiration. You get to watch Chloe Kelly and her beautiful family, Chris and Sebastian, and you just get this science-based logic around how to eat. So I'll share this with hashtag self-made podcast and we'll pick from there and you'll get an advanced copy of this book. So the whole premise of self-made as a podcast, I think my belief and my feeling as an entrepreneur is that you, you just have to take action. There's all these things. And you, if you tried for perfection, much like in a diet, you just quit because it is too hard. But if you take steps towards improvement every single day and you start by breaking it down into something simple, you will be better. So I want you to give self-made listeners a challenge for what they need to do in the next 24 hours to develop body love. So for me, the easiest, uh, the easiest tool to jump into the Fab Four lifestyle is to try my Fab Four smoothie. So what I saw on the market was that all the smoothie places were just full of two cups of pineapple, a banana, a lot of sugar that really were, was derailing people's um, ability to focus at work, increase cravings and all of that. And so what I did was I took the fab four and I made a fab four smoothie formula, which I'll send to you, Jessica, so you can have that. And you, all you have to put in it is a source of protein, some fat, some fiber, and some greens. I want you to try it for the next, try it in the next 24 hours, but see how it makes you feel the rest of the day, how your cravings and your, uh, focus is at work because that is going, or in life, that is going to be a total game changer if you fuel yourself right. 
That sounds so good. So that there's going to be some links, downloadable information about where to order Kelly's book and everything at jessicaheron.com. And then you can also, Kelly, tell them where to find you and your website and your, you know, wherever yeah. people can get more inform- information. So my website, my Instagram handle, Twitter, Facebook is all Be Well by Kelly. And my books are Body Love and Body Love Every Day. Those are available where all books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble. So great. So I am so excited. Kelly, thank you for sharing your, all your geeky knowledge, all of your inspiration as a entrepreneur, leap, you know, risk taker, total game changer, um, wife and mom. And I'm just really grateful that our lives intersected so that I could learn from you. And I'm so happy everybody else gets to too. So thank you for being here. Friends, go take that challenge. And remember, it's up to you to go do it because you are self-made. 